Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dead Jester Productions podcast, episode 96. We're four weeks away from episode 100. Maybe we won't make it. That'll be fun. Uh, I'm your host, Josh or Jay Moskers, joined as always by my co-host, Kyle or Fate. Thank you for being here. Sup. Sup. Special guest this week, Deshaun. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, yo, thank you for having me. Appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you stopping by. I think we have a good show lined up here tonight. Before we get started, why don't you tell people a little bit about what you have going on, what it is you do. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm a pretty recently started content creator. I started last year during the uh, pandemic and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, ever since then, I've been rapidly growing. I've already hit Twitch affiliate and stuff. Um, So, yeah, like I stream on Twitch. I do uh, YouTube videos, sort of like retrospective type videos where I like kind of do like video essays. And then on top of that, I run a a gaming organization where I sign streamers, uh, get them sponsorships, get them Twitch affiliate and stuff. Uh, it's called Apollo Gaming. And uh, I run like esports teams and everything. I'm trying to get that up and running as well. Nice. Awesome. So I guess we'll, uh, for, well, I'll ask you this first. Uh, as far as like your your Twitch streaming, why don't you like what kind of games you streaming? Um, like how how well like how'd you get started with that? Oh like, yeah, so your, um, introduction to it. So when I started, uh, I was playing a lot of Destiny because uh, usually around March is when the pandemic was this started. Destiny one or two? Uh, Destiny two. Uh, okay. I was getting ready for like the DLC grind because like there's always like this huge grind before the DLCs come out, and I was like. Hey, uh, I'm at home stuck. I can't go out anyway. I might as well just start streaming. So I started streaming mm-hmm. Destiny, but as time went on, uh, I don't play Destiny as much as I used to. So I just started playing whatever games like I feel like playing. Yeah. Uh, so I play a lot of single player games. I play a lot of Rainbow Six, uh, of course, Destiny, uh, just whatever I'm. I feel like playing at the moment. That's what I'll stream. Nice. Yeah, we got started. Uh, Kyle, did you start streaming before or after me on Twitch? Uh, uh, probably about the same time, wasn't it? Because uh, maybe, yeah, I, I just don't. Make sure it shut down. Yeah, so like around June or like somewhere around then, uh, June sixteenth, I think, was when I first my first stream back on Twitch. Uh, we did that, and then a week later, we had already hit affiliate, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And then uh, we hit uh, partner. Um right near the end in like uh like november end of october beginning of november last year and i went back to work full because i had gotten furloughed so i went back to work full time then and it was right around the holidays which is the busiest time of year for me so i was like all right i went from streaming at like eight hours a day every day to not streaming at all for six seven months <laughs> so when we jumped back in it was it, it like our viewership had plummeted um yeah, I kind of dealt with something similar to that because when mm-hmm. I first started streaming, I was in a, I was living in Dallas, Texas, and then I mm-hmm. moved to Vegas in November, and I couldn't move any of my PC stuff for like eight months to where I am living now, so I couldn't stream for eight months straight, and I was like, I was only averaging like two viewers like per stream. Mm-hmm. It was pretty crazy. It's it's hard to like get started on on Twitch because they really pump all of the bigger streamers are like force fed to you. Um, they did add a thing in recently. It was like a Twitch boost uh, where yeah. like viewers and stuff can help boost people. I don't know how it works. I haven't looked into it at all. 
Uh, I heard not good things about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because one of the things they said was, oh, it'll help small streamers out because they can you know, get boosted by their viewers. But in reality, what's going to happen is they can only afford to boost themselves so much. So big streamers will just boost themselves even more. Right. Because, you know, they have all the, the income from it. So, exactly. yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. I'm all YouTube about natural does. growth. Yeah. Yeah, YouTube is seems to be where a lot of streamers are going. And uh, I don't know. People Surprisingly, like uh, TikTok's a really good, like, tool for discoverability as well. Like, uh. I've only got like three followers on TikTok, and mm-hmm. I put up a video, and it'll like it'll get like a thousand views. Oh, nice! Yeah, we no we promotion. talked about this briefly on the show a week or two ago, maybe. Um, I was it was like it was when we had uh, Marlon Huon. He's a comedian. Uh, he is a content creator, and I was talking to him about like marketing and, and branding, and how people use TikTok as not necessarily like their main product, but they'll use that to draw attention to what it is they're offering, whether it be like streaming or uh, like whatever platform they're on it's just like it almost works as like an advertisement as okay. opposed to being actual content in many cases but awesome no I'm, that's cool it it sounds like you're having fun over there how often do you stream uh so since i've been working again i haven't been my streaming's been pretty sporadic i usually try to mm-hmm. do like every other day like three days a week i don't yes. have like a yeah. consistent set schedule though yeah we i i i did my final stream before i went back to work and i was like all right so it's i'm gonna take some time off here because i don't know what my schedule is gonna be like having like going back to work especially now during the holidays and since then it's been like all right maybe every other saturday (laughs) stream i'm like oh god it's a yeah it's a a bit of a mess but we've been doing a, a whole lot more like behind the scenes sort of stuff as far as like working with people and uh you know, we do the podcast, which has been consistent, which is good. Yeah. But I don't know. It's a, it's a good time. Uh, Kyle, how's your how's your week? I, I, I kind of glossed over our, our weekly recap. How's your week? Well, I worked out in a quarry that I fucking despise. So, I mean, that really sums up my whole week right there. It's just absolute oh, hell. Sounds like you had a good week. But nice. I did Glad fun this weekend. I drank a lot. But it's a good note. I won't be drinking much anymore because one of the bartenders quit and another one that was working there filled her spot. And I absolutely fucking hate her. Like <laughs> I, if, she, if I walk in the bar and she's there, I leave. So I mean, more money, I guess I don't spend, I won't be able to spend more money. It's great. Fair enough. It's kind of, it's kind of pretty hard, like sad to say <laughs> that I spend that much money on alcohol, but I got nothing better to do on the weekends. We all have our vices. It reminds me of uh, my uh, when my friend uh, this is like six or seven years ago. Uh, he's he and his his uh, wife were looking at houses, and uh, you mentioned like oh you have more money not spending it on alcohol. They were looking at houses, and the the guy that they were like the realtor. I don't know. I think they were buying it directly from the person who had owned it. Like they weren't going through a uh, like a, a realtor or anything. And the guy's like, "Oh, do you have you have pets?" And he's like, "No, no, we don't have pets. Oh, that's good. That'll that'll save you a lot of money. You won't have to like worry about like, cleaning up after them or anything. Could be worse though. You could have a kid." My friend's like, "We have a two year old daughter." <laughs> it's like, "Ooh, I think I'd rather have a pet at that point." <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it just made me think of that when you're like, "Oh, it could be worse." And that guy's like, it "Could be worse. You could have a kid." 
yeah. 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 Maybe watch what you say to people. Oh, man. We mentioned it last week. I think last week was the first week we did a more structured show, right, Kyle? When we'd had like the subreddit of the week and everything. We did that. Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. had a little bit uh, more, what was it, topic based ones where we go from topic to topic to topic. Like it was, I don't know. We've done that in the past more. Yeah. I, 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 I've kind of been that. trying to get back into a more structured sort of a show just because it helps people figure out what it is we're talking about. Sometimes we get off the rails here. Nah, fuck it. Uh, Let's talk about anything. Yeah. But uh, anyway, back to back to Deshaun here. You you mentioned uh, Apollo Gaming. How? What was your process in thinking like helping out? Like I'm get my assumption is you're helping out like smaller streamers get you know hit the ground running something like that. Yeah. So uh, it was just something I started with one of my friends because he was also. Like he had the same goals he wanted to achieve as I had. So uh, I helped him get affiliate and I was like, mm. hey, uh, I could help other people like do this. So I got another friend. Uh, I got him to start streaming. I was able to pay for like his overlays and stuff. Uh, nice. And I got him affiliate as well. So I was like, uh, I seem to be pretty good at this, like getting people at least affiliate and helping them build that foundation. So mm. I decided to start making it an official thing. And then right after that, I started doing like, oh, I could get into esports now, like do teams, get sponsorships and everything. So it just started from about, helping my friend with that. Tell me about the esports thing. Like what, what's your involvement with that? Like how does that even work? I, I know nothing about like how esports <laughs> teams function. Yeah. So uh, literally the way I started it, I was watching Rainbow Six esports and I was like, hey, this seems cool. I want, I'm not good enough myself to do it, but I want to. Mm-hmm be involved in esports so i went on twitter i looked for people who were looking for teams just got five people together and uh had them play with each other and then we built it off of that the team unfortunately ended up disbanding so i don't have a team right now i'm in the process of like rebuilding everything uh but uh yeah it's pretty much i just got people from twitter and just put them in some tournaments put them in some leagues and just got them to play and just start from the ground up with that nice did you guys do any like custom jerseys or anything like that uh i was in the process of making it before the the team disbanded so Mm. it was definitely in the plans but the timing just didn't work out i guess it's good it disbanded before i finished that because i would have had to pay Mm. for that (laughs) (laughs) we were affiliated with a uh we're partnered with a a brand that makes like custom jerseys for esports teams They've done pretty well. They uh they have they handle most of our merchandise now. We've moved a lot of our stuff over through them. It's called Playmakers Wanted. I think I've actually heard of that. Yeah, they're they're a really cool brand. The guy's super super good to work with. They work with a number of universities now too. Uh, University of North Carolina has some esports teams. Uh, they do like e gaming. I don't know the ins and outs of that. Yeah. But they work with. I know that's one of their like hallmark things. Like he's very proud of that. He's like, yeah, we work with like an, a huge university for their esports teams and. I don't know. They're easy to work with. I really like it. Yeah. So future, University Esports is like a really huge thing. Like recently, mm-hmm. too. like there's a lot of like university, like leagues and everything in certain esports. Man, that's awesome. So kind of a uh, circling back around, we'd, we'd mentioned in our, our discussion before the show, um, some of the topics we'd, we'd cover. One of them was uh, the new Call of Duty game. Talk about Call of Duty in general. You said you had played like a lot of the old Call of Duty games, right? Yeah, d- during the like golden era of Call of Duty, like uh, World at War through Call of Duty okay. Ghosts is when I played like 
most of my okay. college. Years. I was I was waiting to hear what your golden era was. I was like, please don't <laughs> say like advanced warfare oh, through no. infinite warfare. I was hey, like, oh, Jesus. Hey, advanced warfare is actually not that bad of a game. <clears throat> you know what's weird is uh people right, are starting to come around you. To... <laughs> Listen. People are starting to come around to advanced warfare like recently. Yeah, they're starting to realize now Battlefield 3, Battlefield 3, Jesus fuck. What the fuck <laughs> <are you> talking <laughs> about? <laughs> For some reason I had a Battlefield kick. Uh Black Ops 3 mm-hmm. absolutely fucking atrocious. That's yeah. when the jetpacks really started. I I didn't mind the booster or what, That was that the one directly packs? after Advanced Warfare? Yes. Yeah, I get it. That time period I get so confused on about what the order of which came out. But I yeah, I didn't really play Advanced Jesus Warfare, Christ, but... you made it to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're welcome. But looking back on it, I actually mm. like if I were to go to like buy it again, I'd probably give it a chance again. Hmm. My like I, I kind of agree with with what Deshaun said, where it was like World at War. It's like Ghosts. Ghosts is where it first started really falling off for me. Yeah. I think just because the maps didn't work, in my opinion, in a lot of them. I uh what was crap? I'm gonna have to look this up. The um, the one map with the castle uh, on like the uh, I know what you're talking about. It was like really green grass, and then it was like that castle, the broken it was castle. Just yeah, castle it's just a Stonehaven is what it was called. Yeah, that that map is so freaking map. big. I, I it looked cool. I liked it. It's just way too big. It, it was just massive for like a like six v six team deathmatch. <laughs> you just run around forever trying to find anybody. Is uh, it's just absolutely huge yeah uh, the maps didn't work and i felt like the kill streaks were kind of lackluster like they're just so toned down which is kind of weird uh i didn't hate that game i just felt like it was really slow paced um to the point where it was like almost like there wasn't enough combat it was just lackluster i guess i didn't hate it that we went back and played it last year at some point and we had a fun time like call of duty goes <laughs> yeah yeah, it's okay. I got the steel book for it, and I didn't oh. even like the game, so <laughs> I don't know why I have the steel book, but it's just here. Yeah, no, World of War was the one uh, I really got into. I played COD for a bit, but I was kind of on like the receding end of that, like the multiplayer, because up until that point, I just played for like the story mode essentially for the first number of games. COD Four, I played a little bit of the multiplayer, and World of War, I got really into it for whatever reason. Search and Destroy was my thing in World of War. We played the crap out of that. And then, you know, Modern Warfare 3 was where I peaked, and it was just downhill from there. Yeah. Um, for me, it was uh, Black Ops 1 will always be the number one was a good COD one. for me. Yeah. You know, that was... Black Ops 1 was a good game. It just had um, it had the full package, the campaign, the multiplayer, the zombies. It was just all mm-hmm. good. That was before zombies got way too complicated exactly that's what that's the, the exact problem i have with zombies now is like like back then the easter eggs used to be like optional and you have to like go way out of your way to do it but there was still yeah. like a solid gameplay loop even not mm-hmm. doing the easter eggs but now it's like all the zombies revolves around doing the easter eggs now and it's not optional anymore which is what i don't like about it it's it's not optional and it takes it's just so complicated exactly yeah, I don't know. I remember Black Ops One though. I, I played the crap out of that. I remember uh, what was the gun? The uh, burst fire. It was the G11. It was like a burst fire assault rifle. Yeah, it was, that was overpowered. The FAMAS. You could put the red dot sight on it, and if you change it to blue, there'd be no recoil for whatever reason. I remember yeah. that being a thing. 
I like the commando a lot back then too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the command, the uh, yeah, the fully auto assault rifle, the commando. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That game was a ton of fun. Played the crap out of that. I think Modern Warfare Two was the next one that came out, which uh, I, no, it was Black. It was a uh, Modern Warfare Three after Black Ops One. I guess you're right. Black Modern Warfare Two was after World at War. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't play that one as much. I hate it because it was so glitched and messed up. Uh, Wait, I, Modern I got 2? that. Modern Warfare Two was they, it was so screwed up at launch. Yeah. Oh, they had yeah, I was too young to play it at launch. <laughs> oh, they had uh the um the javelin glitch where you would you'd have a semtex out and you'd switch to your javelin and when people killed you it exploded. Right? <laughs> like it, it would glitch it so it acted as though you'd already shot the javelin. And so when they killed you, the javelin missile would explode and kill everyone in the area. You could do That's that. Crazy. They had um the the noob tube launchers the grenade launchers you could fire them across the map like it was crazy it was basically like having a small cluster strike um they had a what was the perk commando Kyle where you could switch to another yeah, class um, um one man commando was the one where you could like knife really far okay yeah it wasn't commando then it's one man uh, army. there was a one man army yes thank you and you'd literally you would you'd use your ammo up or your uh, grenade launcher up You'd use one man army, switch to another class that had grenade launcher, and you'd have unlimited grenade launcher ammo because you just keep switching back and forth between these classes. Sheesh. And so you'd just be running around with unlimited rockets and stuff. It was just, it was so unbalanced. The command, your the commando was another one where you could just lunge from super far away. Yeah. Oh, apparently that's in Vanguard now too. It is. I'll, I'll get. Yeah, I'm, I'm like working my way up to, that. And to Vanguard. You can't mention Modern Warfare Two without talking about the Model 1887. The, oh, the, the dual, the dual carry model 1887s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That game. I mean, it's going back and pl- having played like the campaign was so much fun. I loved it. Um, I think they had like the co-op missions in that one too. Spec ops. Survival. Spec ops. Yeah. I mean, that, that was fun. They weren't like super well done at that point. I think they got a little bit better more for three, but I mean, I appreciated it. I mean, the multiplayer is fun. Don't get me wrong. I played a decent amount of it, like after the fact, but it just it took them so long to get it worked up. That was also the game where was it the game? Crap, I don't remember now. Oh, it was uh yeah, it was that one where four zero two is one. I think he was the community manager at the time. Um, he uh they had a map come out like it was called like Carnival, I think was the name of it. And there's like a you know like a you know those things you have at like uh fairgrounds or whatever where it's like you have to be this tall to ride this ride yeah. and they had one of those and it was a clown and he's like you know what? i realize i'm standing behind this and people can't see me i'm a stealth clown and people just roasted him for that because <laughs> uh especially in that map you know most of the characters are like a sh- some sort of like brownish in color you yeah. know their camouflage that they wear that map was all brown so you couldn't see anybody anywhere everyone just blended in uh, uh so it was yeah, it was just a mess. That game was a a mess at launch. It got better over time. And I I think I, I gave that I bought it a week after it launched. I was sick of it, so I gave it to my friend for free. And then a number of months later I bought it again and, and played more of it. Um but yeah, more for three is where I peaked. And then this past Friday or Thursday at midnight, uh which would be Friday, I guess. Uh Call of Duty Vanguard came out. And I was talking to Kyle about this in our Discord chat. 
about how you can tell who the paid reviewers are and who the ones that are actually reviewing it and they're just fans. Yeah. Has ha, have you either of you played it at all? Uh, I played a little bit of the beta or the alpha, okay. whatever it was, and I didn't like it, so I was like, I'm not even gonna buy the full game. I'm refusing to play it. I'm refuse. Like if somebody buys me the game, I'm not playing it. I refuse to even load into the menus of that fucking junk. I'll, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to make a video reviewing it. I decided one, because it'll draw more attention to our, our channel. And two, because I'm all caught up in, in, in this climate of it right now. Um, my honest review, first of all, the menu of the game is atrocious. You get to the main, you know, in, uh, in cold war, you load it up. And it has the Cold War main menu. It has the Warzone main menu and the Modern Warfare main menu. We're, we're all kind of aware of this, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in Call of Duty Vanguard, they've just added to the menu now. So it's the Vanguard menu, the Cold War menu, the Warzone menu, and the Modern Warfare menu. I'm like, why are you just, ha- why are there th- three and a half games in this main menu? This is absurd. <laughs> like, Modern Warfare should have nothing to do with this game. Cold War should have nothing to do with this game. It should just be this in Warzone. Like, why are you including the other other two games in this at all? Uh, but yeah, I wasn't going to buy the game, and I got a code from my friend. So I was like, all right, let's see what, what this is. Uh, campaign, I just touched very briefly. I didn't really do a whole lot of that. Uh, but it's just kind of typical Call of Duty, over-the-top ridiculousness. Um, zombies is weird. In that you're not just surviving in an area now. There's no, it's not like a round-based survival map. Uh, I guess they didn't have enough time to do it, so they just threw something together real quick. You're in this tiny little like Stalingrad area. Um, it serves as like a hub, and there's a couple of zombies hanging out around the area, but it's not. You don't really have to survive there. Um, you, they have some. They have a five perks scattered about. Like you have like the equivalent of Juggernaut. Um, you have it's there's no quick revive it's like uh, you regenerate health faster there's like stamina up uh sleight of hand which is like the fast reload and then i forget what the other one even is it's like a the icon for it's like a claw thing like a, or not claw like a like like an animal teeth i don't know what it is didn't look into it too much but essentially you you load in and you can choose from a couple different like portals where it's like uh harvest which is you teleport to another location sometimes it's on the same map that's just locked off for right now and then as you as you complete these tasks more of the map opens up um but it's even once it's fully open it's not that big of an area um but you go through like harvest is one of them where you have to kill zombies and they drop runes when they die um and then you just load these you collect the runes and you hold x to like load them into these pillars that spawn and you have to do that three times and then you're teleported back to the hub area one of them is uh, transmit, I think. Is this what it's called? And you, there's like a floating zombie head and like this weird yellow kind of orb thing. And you just have to follow it around and lead it to like the exit. It's it just a random location. You just follow it around for a certain amount of time and eventually it disappears and all the zombies around you die and you've completed that. And then one of them is blitz, which is just like hordes of zombies run at you. Um, every time you do one of that, that is the round now instead of like the typical zombies rounds where you just kill a number of zombies and then the round ends. Um, uh, you know, pack a punch is just available right from the get go. The box is there; it doesn't move or anything. Um, you can build armor, build like craftables like your lethals, your tacticals, and then each time you complete a round, you get a heart and you can trade that in for like a perk essentially. 
uh, separate from the other perks. You trade these in stuff like, uh, you know, you have a chance of not using up one of your lethals when you throw it. So like if you throw monkey bombs, there's a chance it doesn't count as being used. So you get one back. Uh, some of it's like if you stand still, you deal more damage. Or if you consistently hit targets, it deals more damage. Like stuff like that. Chance of like turning zombies into like allies briefly. It's just kind of weird. It's just really weird. Um, <clears throat> sometimes it teleports you away. To, there's like two spots it'll teleport you to. Either one of the, like the locations on the hub map. Or it'll teleport you to a locked off area of like Inshinonuma, which is a World at War zombies map. Or this weird little like farmhouse sort of area. And that's it. It's just, it's these weird little like same three repetitive little tasks that you just keep doing over and over again instead of like the typical round based thing. And it's just, I don't know. It's kind of bizarre. So, uh, do you know the story behind like what's been happening with these past two recent CODs? Like the behind I know the they, there's been a lot of infighting between some of the uh, development teams and Treyarch's been bounced around a number of times as well as a couple of the other teams like Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games. Yeah, so that's like that just made me like that just reminded me that uh uh Vanguard was technically supposed to be the game that came out last year and Cold War was supposed to be the Call of Duty this year. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that like all that stuff was a uh, if that was like prematurely put out cuz Treyarch had to also prematurely put out Cold War last year. Because it sounds like a bunch of ideas that were floating around, but they weren't fully mm. developed yet. Since you said, I guess you're saying it's like repetitive because it's the same three things. I think they just didn't have enough time to develop it fully. I think they've been, all these teams have been bounced around so much back and forth. Like part of it too is almost every single like development team that Activision owns is working on Warzone now. Yeah. Just trying to make, for whatever, I don't know what they're doing. Like just making like the designs for like microtransactions or something. I can't imagine what they're all working on. Like these dozens it's still of teams. The same today. map, right? Yeah, they. I think they came out with one new map with uh, with Vanguard now. But I, I, they, like I said, they've they've all these teams. The team that made like the Spyro Toys for Bob, they made the Spyro the Reignited movies, Trilogy. Yeah. They're working on Warzone now. Um, I don't know if Toys for Bob, whatever team remade uh, Crash Bandicoot, they're also working on Warzone now. Um, but like Blizzard. That worked on like uh, World of Warcraft and stuff. I think they're working on Warzone now, <laughs> but like as well as like Treyarch, Sledgehammer Games, Raven Software, Infinity Ward, like all of them have input on all these. It's just all Call of Duty stuff. It's like what? Where are all these teams doing? Like where's the where's the content at? I don't they know. You just need to take a break here. Like pull an Assassin's Creed and just take a break here every once in a while to not put so much nah. stress on the developers. It they're beholden to their shareholders the problem like they have to meet a quote a certain quote every year because like last year they made like six or nine billion dollars or something something crazy i forget what it was and it's like all right well if we don't hit that this year people are gonna get fired it's like ugh. crazy it is crazy uh then moving on from zombies to multiplayer i played a, a handful of games and uh first of all i i'm annoyed that they keep bringing back remakes of old maps Nobody like they have a uh, castle is one of them. Dome is another one. Oh, dome. I, I don't hate the maps. I hate that they keep reusing <laughs> old maps. Like, well, at, I mean, like at least but, this is the first time dome's been back. So, I mean, I, I'm not again, I'm not complaining that they're bringing back old maps. I hate that they're bringing them back at launch as a instead of just making new map. Like they're like, oh, it's launching with 20 maps. 
a quarter of them are remakes, so we didn't really have to do a whole lot of work on it. <laughs> like they're just, uh, they're. I feel like, like look at uh, Cold War and Modern Warfare. Like how many of those were remakes, especially Cold War. It, it, it feels to me like they just don't have enough people, or they don't have enough time to actually create new maps. So they're just like, all right, use those maps, use the files, which we'll just touch up the design on it, so we don't ha- we can save time on that and get back to whatever it is we're supposed to be doing. Um. Okay, that's not my main complaint with the multiplayer. Uh, I sent you the video, right, Kyle? Uh, if you go into like the settings, like the calling cards, most of them just aren't even finished. Some of them are just blank, and all a huge portion of them are just unfinished names. Uh, I can try and pull it up. It's it's bizarre. It's it's a little like uh, I got it in front of me. It like some of them are like S four underscore player card underscore ah underscore set underscore cartel bling kingpin zero one like it's just there's unfinished names and everything like they didn't it's it's just weird like it's they just didn't finish a lot of it and that, that was like 30 different 30 or 40 calling cards or something maybe i had to i cut the video off because i recorded the whole thing but the file size was too large to send through discord it's insane but but it's just like stuff like that like it's just it's just unfinished um i mean it, it plays exactly like modern warfare because it's the same engine um and yeah i mean it, it plays smoothly enough the gunfight was was all right uh, i didn't hate playing the multiplayer but i don't know how much time i'll, I'll invest into it uh, i still don't like the uh the season pass thing I hate, I really do hate that because it's essentially like, all right, pay for this, but you won't know if you get your money's worth because it expires in like 30 days, at which point you can never access the content you paid for anyway. And I think that is so unbelievably cheap. (laughs) Uh, I saw a thing today about Halo Infinite where they announced that they'll have like a season pass system, but it never expires. So you can continue earning on it, which I'm like, exact, that's how it should be done. Like, why do you, why do you have to cut it off? Like you don't lose anything by letting people still have access to it. I, right. I, I didn't get it. And you could go back and purchase the previous season passes too. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't understand. Like, why would you cut it off? Like, even from the business standpoint, it's like you can make more money by allowing it to still be accessible. Like, I just, I don't get it. Um, but yeah, I looked at the season pass for uh, for Vanguard. Uh, only what was it? I think there were six things in the season pass. Or no, it was, it was either four or six. I forget which. Uh, there are only four or six things that were applicable to Vanguard. Everything else was for Call of Duty Cold War. So like, if you buy the season pass, it's not even for Call of Duty Vanguard. It's mostly for Warzone and, and Cold War, which is weird. But That's crazy. I don't know. It's, it's a really weird game. I know. I think even coming into it, people were saying like, "This is going to be a mess of a year" because they're still screwed up. Next year is Modern Warfare Two, the the next version of Modern Warfare Two. <laughs> it should be better. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd said at the beginning of the topic that you could tell who was paid reviewers and who wasn't. Like some of them are just over the top. It's like this might be the best Call of Duty game ever made. And I'm like, you are out of your mind. <laughs> no way. No they're like the campaign is so polished multiplayer has never been better and zombies is so refreshing and clean and it's like how much are they paying you to, to say this and how do i get in on this scheme <laughs> jesus christ i yeah, only yeah. played like three matches 
Yeah. <laughs> I only played three matches and I knew it wouldn't be <laughs> the best COD ever. That's crazy. It's, I don't know. I think it's probably the worst one. Well, I, so here, I, there's a lot of people that like the reviewers were saying it was great, but then when it launched, I was looking through like Twitter and like in articles. Now I'm watching like nobody really cares about the campaign. Like people are like, yeah, it's whatever. It's Call of Duty. Nobody, nobody's going to complain about it for the most part. I don't think there's a whole lot you can do with Call of Duty to blow people away with the campaign. Um, but yeah, with a sequel zombies, to fucking Ghost would be nice. <laughs> that is a good point because I forget the, what's the guy's name. He just like gets up and, and leaves the end. Doesn't he kidnap your brother or something? Yeah, you guys kill him because I forget you were underwater. I forget why. I I, I know you get <clears throat> something happens and you get out of like a river, or a creek, or something. You're in the fucking ocean. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly. It's pretty forgettable. I, I think it starts with an R. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it definitely does. I was thinking that too. For some reason, Riker just kicks in my mind, but I that also there. that also popped into my head actually. But it's definitely not that though. Riley. That's Riley the dog. Is the dog. <clears throat> Riley was All the right. good boy. Call of Duty goes bad guy Rourke, Captain Absolutely. Rourke. I was nowhere near fucking. Interesting. Yeah. But uh yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely it ends in a cliffhanger and they're like, well, this, we'll just never revisit this. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know, Vanguard's weird. Oh, but that's what I was saying. Like for zombies, like the zombies community is like furious with it. Uh, because it's like I said, they got rid of the round based game mode. So it's just like this. It's just weird. Like you're left in limbo. It's like, all right, you can't go for high rounds because it's just not a thing in this. Um, it, yeah, I don't know. It's just bizarre. So where's the replayability come from? It's it's almost like um, oh, like it's like a roguelike is how it was explained to me. I don't know enough about roguelike games, but essentially, you go, every run you go in, you can upgrade yourself as much as possible. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I went. I I lasted. I I killed myself on purpose after fourteen rounds, um, because at that point you can't upgrade yourself any further. Like I had all of my, you can upgrade the perks four times each, um, like you get more and more health each time, regens faster, and so on and so forth. I did that. You can only get three of like the specialty perks by train like uh, trading in the hearts. They have different tiers with that. It's like common, rare. Uh, epic or something else. I forget what it goes to. It's like white, blue, purple, or orange. I, I forget what, yeah, how it's actually worded. Or something like legendary. That. Yeah, you might be right. Um, but yeah, like there's some of them are just kind of useless. So I got like all of mine fully upgraded on that. And I was like, all right, well, what am I, what's the point of doing this? Like, I'm just going to go in and, you know, complete another objective. And you can exfil, which is what I ended up doing. Um, but yeah, it's just like, eh, it's not like the, the fun of the old ones is seeing how high of a level you can get to, right? Yeah. Seeing how high of a, how many rounds you can survive. And this, it's like, you're not really surviving rounds because you go in, you complete the objective and all the zombies around you die and you, you teleport back to the hub. It's just kind of weird. I don't know. It sounds incredibly uh, fucking it, boring. It's <laughs> just kind of, it's just weird. Like it, it's not zombies. It's a complete, it's just. It almost feels like they didn't, they're kind of like stuck. Like, how do we innovate this 
and like, all right, crap, we have to push something out to make sure it's included with the game. Uh, there's no Easter egg or anything. They said they're gonna they're gonna add in the story and like the Easter eggs in season one because they needed the time to finish it. <laughs> it's like that's the new thing. It's just we're just gonna keep pumping out games regardless of whether or not they're even finished or ready to play. Um, like like nine hundred fucking gig updates. Yeah, the fact that, like I said, in that video I sent you with the calling cards, like the fact that they didn't even finish naming the calling cards was pathetic to me. It's like, how do you, how do you just push that out? Like, just put in some random stupid name for it. Like, you can't do that even. Like, how rushed are they? Like, I feel bad for the people making it because they're gonna get shit on for it not being finished or looking good or whatever. But in reality, it's Activision screwing them over and telling them you have to have it out by this deadline. Yeah. It's a mess. Yeah, I'm yeah. still having fun with uh, Modern Warfare 2019. Mm. I still I play played, that to this day. I played the multiplayer a decent amount in that. Uh, I just got, I don't know. I get frustrated a lot. It's hard to play because I always I I prefer to play with friends, but it's just so hard because the people I play with are such a varied amount of like skill levels. Like there are people that are aren't as good as me. I'm not that great at the game anymore. Um, like, they're people that are not, they're like, basically, like, just getting into first-person shooters, essentially, is their skill level. But then it's like, if they play with me, they're getting shit on. But if I play with Kyle, I'm getting shit on, because he's much better than I am. It's just, it's just so hard to play with your friends, I feel like, because of the skill-based matchmaking. It's just, unless you're all in the exact same skill level, it's just a mess. Somebody's always having a bad time. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I heard that was a huge pain point for it. Yeah, it's, I don't know. That, and I, I've commented on it before, too, with you get into games, and this, after the game ends, the lobby disperses. And I hate that idea. Where it's like, let Ooh. me choose to leave the lobby. Like, if I lose to somebody, I want a chance to beat them. Like, let me let me get back in there and fight it out with them. But no, they separate everybody. That that bothers me. That, that used to be the, me too. <laughs> that's the, that was the best part in the old Call of Duty games. It's like, you get into a lobby trying to get a camo for a gun or something that you're not used to using and you suck. And then people are there like talking shit and it's like, all right, well, hold on. Let me use a, a class that I'm actually decent with. And you get in there and you shit all over them. It's like, all right, now you're talking trash. And it's just a back and forth thing. And you keep playing with these people until one of you gives up and leaves. <laughs> Nowadays, you just don't have that. I think I've um, made a few friends that way just by like trash talking between matches. I I had that happen before in uh, Modern Warfare Three. Actually, we had uh, I was playing the uh, like two v two and three v three modes, and uh, I I just jumped into like I solo queued into a three v three lobby, and I got paired up with these two guys, and we just dominated. And I was like, we should just party up, so we we stay on the same team. We're like, cool. We did that, and then we we just hung out and we kept playing and, like over time, and we we ended up getting a like a team of like nine or ten maybe. And so we just kind of rotate through whoever was online and we'd go into, for whatever reason, sabotage was our game mode. We'd go into sabotage and we would just win immediately every single, we literally would sit there and we'd time ourselves to see how quickly we could win because we'd memorize the maps. We'd get in, we'd rush to the bomb, kill the enemies, plant it immediately, and then the game would end because it would detonate. And we would just rush through and win in like a minute and like 12 seconds or something, depending on, I forgot the map, depending on how long the maps took. It was always just over a minute the games would last, and we just get in there and stomp on people. 
Jeez. We had like a 97 win streak in Sabotage or something. That's <laughs> it was, I don't know. That, that's why it was my favorite game. That's why this is the one I was best at. Because there still wasn't enough skill-based matchmaking to screw you over. So we'd get in, we'd stomp on people, and we just had so much fun doing that. That I, I think I had like an eight win-loss ratio in that game or something at one point. I was like, this is fantastic. Nowadays you get banned for stats like that. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they literally do. If you do too well, the game just auto-bans you because it's like, this is unrealistic. This person's clearly cheating. Right. There is a guy. Do you know, have you ever heard, I don't know if you're super familiar with the, like the old school Call of Duty YouTubers. Uh, a guy. Every couple of people, yeah. There's a guy named Sandy Ravage. I don't know if you know him. It sounds familiar, actually. He, in Black Ops 1, he had like a 19 kill death ratio or something. And uh, he was playing, I don't know if it was Modern Warfare or uh, Cold War. He was doing incredibly well and he got kicked because he had like a seven or eight kill death ratio. And it, he kicked him and he got banned for like boosting or cheating or something. And it's like, nah, bro, he's sitting here. He's like, he's like showing off his camera. He's like, this is me sprinting around, just wiping the floor with these people. And I get banned mid game for, <laughs> for cheating. And just him running around doing really well because he's just super good at the game. I forget, I forget which game it was. It might have been Modern Warfare. But yeah, it's it's absolutely bizarre. The whole the fact that Warzone still doesn't have like an actual anti cheat system is kind of bizarre to me as well. It never will. Because <laughs> nah. people keep playing it. They'll sit there and bitch piss them on about it, but they keep playing it. It's like just quit <laughs> the game. If people stopped playing Call of Duty, then they'd give a fuck. That's the thing, yeah. They, uh, <clears throat> people keep buying it and spending hundreds and thousands of dollars uh, on like microtransactions and all this. It's like, why would we stop doing this? We're making so much money. It'd be stupid of, for us to not do this. And like I said, like I'm glad I didn't pay for the game. I got a code for it, so I was happy to install it that way. I wasn't going to buy it. I was talking to Ricardo, who we've had on the show before, my friend Ricardo. I was telling him, I was like, I'm not buying the game. This is the first time ever I'm not buying a Call of Duty game. But then I ended up getting it anyway. I was like, ah, shit, now I'm going to look like a hypocrite. I kind of wonder I kind of wonder what the sales will look like, considering all the the legal issues that uh, Blizzard Activision is going through right now. It sucks, but I feel like the main the, their main fan base doesn't give a shit about what they do. Yeah, like they could They could probably start like like killing people almost and just getting away. I feel like I feel like nobody cares what what the faceless companies do. It's just as long as they get their game, they don't care. It's probably an extreme example, not really accurate at all. <laughs> but I, I stick by my point being like it I don't think people care. It's not like it's different. Know. I think it's different because there's not a face to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it what was I gonna say? Like uh Think of like the like the Washington football team, the Washington Redskins, right? They have that like uh, trafficking scandal going on right now, where like uh, someone in the organization—I don't know who, I don't know all the details—but like someone in the organization was like taking illicit photos of like the cheerleaders. I think they were like trafficking some of the women or something. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I don't know if you are you more aware of this, Kyle? Do you know anything? No, about I have this? no idea what in the fuck you're talking about. Okay. I don't, I don't exactly what you're talking about sports. Okay. You, I, I might be getting some of the details wrong here. I'm not super clued in on this, but 
I think I'm like somewhat accurate at least. I know there were like photo like they made these chillers take like naked photos of themselves and stuff. And they were like passing it around and stuff. Some like I said, some of them might have even been like women like the women might have even been trafficked. Um and nobody's like mad at any of the players or anything. Not and they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. But it's another like instance of like you can't put a face to the crime and so it's just kind of blowing over. The same time this huge scandal broke, out of nowhere, John Gruden, who is the head coach of the uh, Raiders, I think, mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden these like these emails from years ago of him like making some sort of like half racist remark comes out, and they fire him, and there's all this like press on him, and it's like what? These people over here sex trafficking, you're bringing out like all these weird old emails from him it's like why were you why did you have these like where did these come from you know like, you know what makes it worse is uh they found those emails doing the investigation into the washington football team like that's how they got the emails interesting but so again, i like, think my, it's just a distraction to <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's it's they're able to put a face to the crime and so they're all over him because like oh we can just point to literally that guy we know yeah. who he is we know what he looks like we know his name it's like you you have like a villain so to speak but with like the Washington football team, it's like you can't just nobody gets angry at an organization. You know what I mean? Even with Facebook, it's like, oh, it's, it's fucking Mark Zuckerberg. Nobody's mad at Facebook as a whole. It's Mark Zuckerberg. You know, yeah. you have Jeff Bezos with Amazon, Elon Musk with, with Tesla, SpaceX, whatever. It's like you have to have a, a person dependent on. Otherwise, nobody cares. I don't even and know the CEO of Activision. <laughs> not that you, not that you absolutely that. not. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, I have absolutely no idea. Um, Activision CEO, uh, Bobby Kotick. Actually, I I did know his name. Now that I look it up, I I recognize the name. But again, most people don't know of him. They don't know his name. They don't know what he looks like. So like, they don't have a, a like a quote unquote villain to blame things on. So it just gets kind of swept under the rug. Uh, moving on to a game that I have higher hopes for, uh, Halo Infinite. I don't know. Uh. Uh, how do you, are you guys either like hyped for that at all? So uh, I am hyped for it, but if you like look on my Twitter page, it says in big letters "number one PlayStation fan." So I've <laughs> only played Halo campaigns like years ago, and I haven't mm-hmm. played Halo ever since. So I don't have much knowledge, but I did play the the technical test for Halo Infinite, and I liked it a lot. So I'm like nice. really looking forward to it. I'm really still out of loop on a lot of these like demos and technical tests i missed all of these <laughs> i have high hopes for it i have high hopes for halo uh unfortunately overwatch 2 that i've been waiting for got delayed again a year no idea why still waiting for dying light overwatch 2 is never coming out it is it's, it's not i refuse they, to believe it they already have been, like the pros have already been testing the game like the game it's in the works but i think they don't know their timestamp that they want to use I'm sure they have something they're working on. I'm waiting for it to just be like an expansion of Overwatch. It's not even going to be a full release. It pretty much is because you can only do so much with Overwatch it's, uh, itself. Yeah. There's It went from like, there used to be like five characters maybe for each role. Now there's like fucking 30 some goddamn characters in a game. Yeah. Can't really add more. I mean, you could change what kind of game modes there are, but it's, it's hard yeah. to change a game like that. I think you can change it by reintroducing loot boxes. Oh, I, I take. I'm sorry. Surprise mechanics. <laughs> no, I think I'd. Rather it's not die. gambling. It's just surprising. 
how much money you can lose. <laughs> I remember uh, that. That was insane when they said that. EA. No, no, it's not gambling. It's surprise mechanics. <laughs> you spend money without knowing what you get or if you get anything at all. Um, Crazy. But yeah, back to Halo. I'm, I'm. It's weird. Like I was hyped for Halo Infinite, and it's not that I'm not hyped for it now. I'm just like, okay, when it gets here, I'll, I'll be excited for it. But I'm not like, I don't know. With some games, I get like excited, like leading up to it. I'm just like, oh, I can't wait, can't wait. Halo, I'm like, I can wait. But when it gets here, I'll, I'll play the crap out of it. Is it because uh, they announced it years ago and it's just now coming out? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm waiting to see if it actually releases or not, I guess. Because it keeps getting, it was it kept getting delayed. And I was like, all right, cool, cool. If I get hyped for it and it gets deleting, I'm like, all right, well. Well, now, exactly now a do. month out now yeah yeah but uh yeah it's it's like semi open world which is going to be interesting so it's like a number of like large open world areas um but they're like sort of self-contained but you drive around completely different like the way it was described was actually it was compared to far cry and that you go and they have like little outposts and things like that you can clear out um but it's it's still more story like uh not on the rails but uh, more like a linear story as opposed to just free roam open world, but should be interesting. Uh, you said you played the technical test. Like, what all did you do in that? Uh, so they only had like, well, they you couldn't select uh, individual modes. They were just like general playlists, so uh, oh, okay. they would just cycle through a bunch of modes. So it was just a couple of that. Uh, I actually played against real players and not bots, which is surprising nice. since the first one was only bots. But uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. It just feels like uh, it feels nothing like Halo Four and Halo Five, which is the best thing I can say about it. It definitely <laughs> feels like the first three Halo games. Oh, okay, that could be good. I don't know. I, I, I never got really into. I played Halo One multiplayer a lot on PC, which is kind of not the popular thing. <laughs> Halo Two. I never played the multiplayer when it came out. I never. I've, I never got Halo Two when it came out. And then Halo 3, I played a ton of the co-op campaign and a decent amount of the multiplayer in that. Uh, Halo Reach was sort of the same way. I'd, I got more in the multiplayer. But Halo 4, I played a bit more in the multiplayer. And then the Master Chief Collection, I really dug into the uh, the multiplayer in that quite a bit more. So I might... I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm excited for it. We'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm sure it'll be a well-polished game. Halo, like, okay. Halo always looks incredibly well done. Like it's always very clean, looks nice and sharp, as opposed to that trailer they released where everyone was like, "Oh my god, what have you done?" <laughs> but I'm sure it'll look great. I'm sure it'll run really well. Uh, it'll probably be a fun game. Well, to, I know, that's kind of still up in the air because three four three's never released a Halo that was uh, stable at launch. Fair enough. Fair enough. They I know they delayed because they wanted to add co op in, which I'm happy they're doing. Because that to me was like always the best part of the campaign was getting to play with like other people. And that's still not ready for launch either. No, no. Um, I'm also waiting for Battlefield 2042, which is going to be playable. Well, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be it'll be live. So that'll be cool. I'm actually excited for that. Hoping it turns out well. No campaign, so I am I am disappointed with that. Uh, it's just multiplayer, I think. But. <laughs> Did you play Battlefield campaigns a lot? <laughs> I actually do play campaigns a lot. I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm big on story modes in a lot of games. That's where I get most like a lot of investment out of it. Yeah. Uh 
like what I usually do for games like first person shooters like Call of Duties, Battlefields, Halos, whatever. I play through the story because it gets me refamiliarized with the the mechanics of the game, the guns and everything like that. Um, yeah, I'm not going to be hugely disappointed that there's no campaign. Just and like, ah, eh, wish you would have had it. But I'm sure it'll be a fun game. I I was really excited. I saw they added in, I forget what it's called, but basically you can go in and you can customize multiplayer and you can you can create game modes and lobbies and stuff like that. Like even if you don't own the game, you can create these games for your your friends, and you can bring back old Battlefield maps like Battlefield Three, uh, Bad Company Two maps. You can customize if it's like six v six, twelve v twelve, like sixty four v sixty four, or you can play against bots if you want. You can set up like uh, like simulations almost where it's like you and and eleven of your friends. It's twelve it's twelve of you guys against like one hundred and fifty bots, and you're just going in and fighting all the bots and stuff like you can set up like scenarios and stuff and i was like that's pretty cool i probably won't ever use this at all <laughs> but like i can appreciate that they put it in at least um, uh did you play the beta for 2042 no i i just i never have time to get into these things because they're always like time sensitive and it's like i do not have the schedule that allows me to do that yeah i saw that um, was a little janky at times yeah that's what i was gonna say is uh, i saw a lot of complaints about that but personally i didn't have any problems like that when i played it oh, okay so one i don't of know the things i one of the main complaints i heard was that at some points it's difficult to tell who's on your team and who's on the other team oh yeah because the the teammates names don't pop up when you look at them instantly so they look well, like enemies. <laughs> <laughs> i already have a hard enough time with that as is it's gonna be a nightmare um wasn't there an issue with like you're not able to ping enemies or something maybe uh it worked for me when i played Maybe I'm thinking of some. I don't know. I remember reading that about something. Maybe I'm thinking of something else though. Um, but yeah, no, there's that. I think people were upset about the operators being in the game. They got rid of like the assault class, the recon class, medic uh, yeah. support. Like they got rid of like the, those classes, and they're instead going to like operators. People are a little upset about that. Uh, I know the one in particular has the ability to like see people through walls and fire through walls. I think, and they're oh, like really? that's kind of overpowered. They didn't have that in the beta. It was just like they didn't. No, no. Normal I, I, classes and stuff. They announced it after the uh, the the beta was out. Hmm. Um, Battlefield twenty forty two operators. Yeah, it was, one of them. Like, like I said, it, they said it was uh, overpowered. I was like, oh, well, we'll see. Um. I don't know. I, I get tired. To me, this is them putting operators in the game just so they can introduce the microtransactions because it's the same thing that's happened in all these other games where you introduce actual characters instead of just generic soldiers. And so it's like, all right, well, now we're going to introduce outfits that complement these characters, like personalities and stuff. It, I, to me, it's just going to be a slippery slope of it's like, all right, they're going to have all these crazy uniforms. Like it seems like with Call of Duty, right? They introduced yeah. operators who have the special abilities, which I wasn't a huge fan of, but it didn't ruin the game for me. Then you get to the more modern, like the more recent Call of Duty, and it's like they have so many outfits for every character, every specialist, and it's like, oh, Jesus. It's like, this is, I don't know. Yeah, it's it gets overwhelming one. to a point. Yeah, Battlefield 2042, Jisoo Pike operator. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, she's one of the operators. 
and do, 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 where is this oh was it this the one where like people were mad because she was like transgender or something like that i think that's the same operator i think you're right um so you can see hostiles behind cover you can automatically spot enemies who deal damage to you uh so they actually showed screenshots here you can literally see through walls like you can see the enemies through walls so it's like having a wall hack then you can just fire through the wall and kill them. How is that uh, balanced? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's why people are upset about it. Because like the, the image I'm looking at, like some of the enemies look like they're like 25, 30 yards away. Like I get that it's like if it works at a certain range, even then that's kind of un, unbalanced. Cause it's like, oh, okay, I can see exactly where the enemies are. Um, but yeah, there's so like it's basically like having wall hacks. Um, one of the other things I saw was people were saying like there are too many like having specialists everyone look like there's too many like of the same specialists running around and because like you might be running one specialist like let's say you're running this like this Asian woman right uh, that someone on the other team might be running the same specialist and so you it's, it's just confusing as to who's on what team yeah I don't know We'll see what happens when the, the game's actually released. I, I, I try not to judge games based on like the betas or demos or anything like that because it's, it's unfinished games at that point. Then a lot of times the games come out and they're still not finished, so I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm wrong. Um, yeah, I don't know. we'll see. Excited for that. I saw, uh, I think it's February, Kyle. Dying Light 2 is finally coming out, supposedly. Holy shit. Supposedly. We'll see. I've I've heard nothing about this. I've seen nothing about it. I just see it in like the Microsoft store. Yeah, it <laughs> it's was available to come out in December, and it got delayed last minute. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm. It says it's in there for pre-order. We'll see what actually happens. I'm surprised I haven't seen like any trailers for it or anything. I'm sure they're out there, but I don't know. It's I feel like it's just completely under the radar for me. And February is already stacked with like other games too. It's, yeah, we'll see. A lot of stuff got delayed because of COVID, so it's all kind of getting congested. Either at the end of this year or the beginning of next year. Um, exactly. It'll be fun to see, though. I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy having a bunch of things to play and a bunch of movies to watch once they come out. Uh, the, well, by the time this episode comes out, the uh, No Time to Die, the Bond movie, the most recent one, uh, Daniel Craig's last one, that's coming out in the 9th for Video On Demand. Uh, I was like, Already? It's still in theaters, but I'm excited say, about didn't it. it. Just come out. It came out like last month, I think, in in the theaters. It's still it's still in theaters here, but mm. we're recording this on the seventh. It's coming out in two days on video on demand. Uh, so I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> go ahead, gonna go ahead and check that out. Um, yeah, I was really excited. Same, it's I'm assuming it's gonna be on Amazon Prime or something, uh, since Amazon owns MGM, the studio that makes uh, the Bond movies now. Yeah. Um, but I was really excited when they did like HBO Max did the thing with uh, uh, I don't remember Universal maybe I forget but like every all of their movies that released in theaters were released on HBO Max at the same time I was like awesome unfortunately most of those were crappy movies <laughs> <laughs> the ones we watched out of that were uh, Kong vs. Godzilla which was like eh. I think I made fun of that on the show here uh, <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat definitely made fun of that on the show don't get me started on that. Um, Suicide Squad, which I actually enjoyed that. I was surprised. Thought that was actually a pretty good movie. The uh, the new one, not the old one. The old one was. Uh, they just did that with Dune recently. 
on HBO. Dune. Yeah, yeah, Dune. We watched that one. I talked about that last week, actually. Um, yeah, I guess that'll lead us in. Well, uh, I won't. I won't make this last too long. Going into one of our segments this week, as opposed to our our weekly recap. We got a weekly recap. We got our our, uh, our guests, obviously. In. We, last night, my girlfriend and I watched a little movie. Uh, going into it, I knew it was going to be bad. This is our movie review of the week. Uh, I knew this movie was going to be bad going into it, and I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to shit all over this movie. We watched Unhinged with Russell Crowe. Fat Russell Crowe. With, with Fat Russell Crowe. He put on like 50 pounds for this role. If you, if you, uh, if you want to take the time to Google search Russell Crowe Unhinged, and you can see that he's, he's now uh, like a poor man's Santa Claus, essentially. Uh, it's a it, it's a movie let me tell you that I gave it a uh, like a I think I gave it a 3 out of 10 taking it seriously but when I viewed it as a comedy movie I gave it like a 5 or 6 out of 10 <laughs> even oh, though yeah. it's absolutely not a comedy movie um, <laughs> but it starts off it's it literally starts off with it's pouring down rain he's sitting in this big oversized like Ford F-150 he's just sitting in his truck like looking at this house and he takes like a, he's, he has like, he must, he takes his pills. It's never explained, but he keeps taking them throughout the film. I'm assuming he has like an oxy addiction or something. Uh, but I, it's never explained at any point in time. And then he lights a match and lets it burn down to his fingers. And then it goes out and he just doesn't react to it at all. It's like, okay, what was the point of that? He's not afraid of getting burnt, I guess, or something. I don't know. Uh, he then proceeds to get out of the truck with a giant tank of gas and a hammer uh, bashes down the door Kyle let me ask you this someone breaks your into your door in the middle of the night what is your response like how do you react to this I mean if it's in the middle of the night I'm sleeping so <laughs> probably wouldn't hear it and if I did hear it I'd probably go see what the Let's fuck happened grab what, my what gun and go see it <laughs> oh you grab your gun okay Deshaun what, what would your reaction be Someone, you know that someone's breaking into your house. They they break the door down. <laughs> uh, well, first I'm unleashing the dog, and then nice. yeah, I'll probably look for a gun or something. Okay, that's not what these people do. They turn the lights on, walk down the stairs, and go, "Hey, man, what are you doing in my house?" <laughs> literally, literally the line, "Hey, what are you doing in my house?" And Russell Crowe immediately hits him with the hammer and beats him to death. <laughs> wow. Tracks the the woman down, beats her to death with the hammer. Uh, the whole thing is shot from like the window of the truck, um, and then uh, the reaction was just bizarre. I was like, "Some guy's breaking your house with a can of gasoline and a hammer." And your reaction is, "Hey, what are you doing to my house?" <laughs> Doesn't defend himself at all. Uh, Russell Crowe then he kills them both, then burns the house down. It's later revealed that that's his uh, his ex wife, uh, and it's like, "Oh, okay, we got backstory." Uh, it then uh, it does it does one of those like things where it's like a montage of like news channels flipping through news channels where it's like. Road rage is up in the air. Like, road rage is taking the country by storm. People are so angry and this and that. Um, and then it gets to the main woman. And she's, like, currently going through a divorce. Uh, she's overslept. Her son's there. Like, oh, we got to get to school. She's running around trying to get ready. She's uh, it's fig- You figure out that she's, like, a, a hairstylist. And she's like, oh, my God, I got to find my scissors. Uh, and they really beat you over the head with it. Like, they're trying to make it a point, like, hey, this is going to come up later on. She's trying to find her scissors. Uh, so they're running late to school. And she's like, we're going to take the the highway, which is doesn't work out because it's backed up. So they get off the highway. And they pull up to a light. And I'm, 
Does anyone care if I spoil this? By the way, I'm gonna. I'm absolutely running down this. Okay, it's not a good movie. I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, it doesn't. What anyway? They pull up behind Russell Crowe in his truck. They don't know it's him yet. They pull up behind him. The light turns green. He doesn't move, and she's like lays on the horn. I'm like, it's a bit much. Kind of unnecessary, you know. Give him a second, and she keeps laying on it, and then she pulls around him and goes on, and she gets stuck in traffic. It's just all sitting there. And then lo and behold, Russell Crowe pulls up in his truck next to him. And she's like, ah, oh, geez. And he like taps on the window and tells her son who's sitting in the backseat of her car, roll down the window. And he does. And uh, my this is one of my favorite parts. You know, like in every horror movie, how it's like, oh, man, my cell phone's, I don't have service. Or like the flashlight battery dies in a scary moment. Yeah. Uh, that Instead of that in this movie, she's like, roll the window up. And he's like, I can't. The window won't roll up. <laughs> I'm like, what a, what a weird issue to have. And uh, Russell Crowe's like, hey, you know, your mom should give me like a, night, a nice little like courtesy tap, which is like beep, beep, you know, just to get my attention. And he's like, listen, I apologize for sitting at the light. It's my bad. If you could just apologize for laying on the horn, it's all fine. We could just move on, forget it ever happened. And I'm like, OK, cool. So, so far, if you just ignore that opening scene, he's not been a bad guy yet. Right? <laughs> he hasn't like. Ignoring that opening scene, he hasn't done anything to her yet, right? He seems like a reasonable person so far out of that context. And then he's like, listen, just I'm sorry if you could just apologize to me as well. We'll pretend it never happened. And her response is basically, go fuck yourself. I'm not apologizing for anything. He's like, listen, I get it. You're having a bad day. I'm having a rough time now, too. Could we just like wipe this under the bridge? Like, you know, forget about it. Hit reset. And she's like, absolutely not. Go fuck yourself. And he's like, all right, well, then I'm going to show you what a bad day really is. I'm like, this lady could have just let this go. Like the whole movie is like about like how Russell Crowe's unhinged. But the whole thing starts because she's being an absolute bitch to this guy. <laughs> For no reason. Like, it's so mean. So, yeah, he speeds around them uh, and then slams on the brakes. They almost hit him. And then he pulls like perpendicular in traffic. And he's blocking both lines of traffic, just staring them down, which is hilarious. She drops her kid off at the school, calls up her divorce lawyer. She's going to meet him for lunch. And then this is my, my girlfriend. I had the, this is a huge issue we had with the film. Uh, she has to stop for gas. She goes into the gas station, grabs a bottle of water. As she's walking back or whatever it was, she's getting a drink. As she's walking back up to the counter, out the front door of the, of the gas station, you can see him pulling up in his truck behind her car. In the time it takes for her to purchase the bottle, she's first in line. In the time it takes her to purchase the water bottle or whatever and go to the door, you don't see this at the time, but later on in the film it's revealed. In the time it takes her to buy that bottle of water and walk to the door, which is like five feet away, he has already, one, gotten into her car, which she left unlocked. She also left her her cell phone in the car for some reason, which is completely unrealistic. In the time it takes her to do this, to buy the bottle, the drink, and get to the door, he's already gotten in the car, located her phone, and stolen it hidden his phone in the car, figured out that, like, gone through her stuff and found out she has an iPad and duct taped the iPad to the underside of her car of her car seat and, and gotten back into his car in the time that she took to buy the drink and get out of the store. So she sees him out there uh, and uh, the woman at the register is like, oh, do you need, you need to call the police? She's like, no, it's fine. And there's this guy in the store. He's like, I'll walk you out to your car and scare him away. And so he goes out, not intimidating at all. And he's like, do the right thing, man. Just let her go. Don't be stupid. And so she leaves. Russell Crowe immediately drives over this guy, 
who s- miraculously survives, goes to stand up and then is immediately hit by another car, which is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> they get into this chase scene where he then, oh, this oh, is part of the chase. I was going to skip it. In the middle of the chase scene, she gets stuck in traffic again, surrounded by cars on either side. He is behind her in his truck, ramming into the back of her car, backing up and then ramming into her car again, like over and over again. And she's sitting there screaming at the people next to her in the car next to her. And this woman is on her phone and nobody notices somehow that he is sitting there backing up and ramming into the back of her car. Nobody notices. Nobody does anything. I'm like, this is absurd. Uh, Eventually, he pulls up beside her and shows her like, hey, I got your phone. Uh, He goes to the diner, meets her divorce lawyer, calls her up and uh, kills him over the phone. And she just doesn't understand what's going on. Like, I feel bad for this actress. They gave her nothing to work with. She's like, oh, man, what's going on? He's like, he's dead. No, he can't be dead. What's going on? I killed him. What do you mean you killed him? Is he okay? Put him on the phone. He's dead. And this is back and forth for like a minute and a half. I'm like, ah, man, he's he's fucking dead. He's he's just (laughs) dead. Um, I skipped over a crucial point of the film. While after like uh, before she drops her son off, she tries to calm him down by asking him like, "What's your uh, what's your new strategy in Fortnite with your friend?" And I cringed at that. I was like, "Ugh, you're trying to be relevant by talking about Fortnite with your kid for no reason." Like this Fortnite. is this is awful. Yep. There we go. Um, but yeah, uh, she goes back to the school, picks up her son, calls the police over the place. Uh, meanwhile, Russell Crowe goes to her house where her brother and his fiance live. Uh, he like takes her, like his the her brother's fiance hostage. Like her brother has a knife. He's like, "Oh man, please just let her go." And he's like, "All right." Shoves her into the guy. Like he pins the kid up against the wall with her. So he stabs his own fiance with a knife while trying to defend himself. Russell Crowe keeps like pulling her back and slamming under the knife, and she ends up dying that way. Uh, he then ties up the brother, calls her up again on the cell phone, lights the brother on fire. Uh, a cop shows up and blasts him in the shoulder while he tries to escape. Um, and so uh, at this point she has her son in the car after she picked him up from school and they're like you know what uh, you know that Fortnite strategy you were talking about earlier swear to god they, they keep bringing up Fortnite for some reason she's like remember that Fortnite strategy you brought up earlier where one of you distracts him while the other one gets him we're gonna do that and uh, they notice like they're passing a cop they're like hey the Russell Crowe's fat Russell Crowe's back there in the, in the van now you gotta stop him the cops calling for help and fat Russell Crowe drives up behind him, like fishtails him, spins him out. And then a giant truck from like half a mile away just doesn't bother to slow down, runs the cop over, kills him. So, of course, the cops never show up. They're only in New Orleans. There's no cops in New Orleans, apparently, is what I gather from this movie. They go to her mom's house. Her her mom is now in a nursing home. So this house is like empty. Uh, the son runs in, hits the panic button on the security system. So the cops are going to come and hides behind like this false panel in like the attic. Uh, Russell Crowe shows up, sees their car there. He's like, all right, I'm going to go get her. But she had switched out. She has her mom's car and slams into Russell Crowe's vehicle, flips him. So his car is on its roof. She immediately gets out of her car to check on him. And he's already somehow hidden himself in the bushes and hops out from behind her and attacks her. Doesn't make any sense. He goes inside. Uh, The son is hiding. He doesn't know where he is. The mom decides, all right, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to sneak in and scare the shit out of my son. So he screams. Russell Crowe knows where they're at now. He attacks them both. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. He then uh, 
He's getting ready to strangle the son. The mom... Oh my god, look at it. She's got her scissors from the beginning of the movie. Stabs him through the eye. He sits back up and is about to like continue fighting. And that's when she goes, How's this for a double uh, a courtesy tap? Kicks the scissors into his eye. Kills him. Uh, it then turns out that her brother survives. The cops all show up. It's like, oh, your brother made it. Uh, which is, all right, whatever. As they're driving to the hospital, she like pulls out into the street without looking, and a car almost hits him. And she's like, oh, and the car's upset. And it, it's like, she's getting ready to honk the horn. And she's like, no, I don't want to cause road rage. And her son's like, good call. And then it, it fades to credits. And they play this shitty cover of Don't Fear the Reaper by the Blue Oyster Cult. And I just, I started cracking up laughing. And that was the movie. That was my uh, my movie review of the week was Unhinged with Fat Russell Crowe. So uh, people like my re- my movie reviews for some reason. I enjoy doing them. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to shorten them up a little bit. Sometimes I ramble for too long. But yeah, Unhinged. Two or three out of ten if you take it seriously. About five or six if you, if you take it as a comedy. The entire movie, this woman makes all of the worst mistakes possible. Like, it's just a bumbling idiot. I felt bad for the actress. Because they make her come across as a complete fucking idiot when it's not her fault. She's had nothing to work with. Uh, I don't know why Russell Crowe decided to put on all the weight for this movie, uh, but whatever. But yeah, no, that was uh, that was unhinged. As for our uh, our subreddits of the week, I have two because they're both sort of the same thing. Uh, one of them is uh, I think it's called Glitch in the Matrix. Uh, it's uh, people. Th- see like uh it's like things that they can't explain uh for example like say you're walking into a a restaurant or a store or something and you see somebody walking out and then later in the store you see the exact same person but it's like oh but they already walked out like you get what i'm saying like stuff like that and uh like they're they're not taking it seriously though like uh let me i'll pull up like one of their uh their top posts it is uh Oh, that one is way too long. I'm not going to read that. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and ignore and, and not read. Oh, here we go. I was someone's glitch in the matrix. I went out, parked in front of a store, bought a six packs of water and went to register two. paid with change. Half an hour later, I remembered I wouldn't be going out anytime soon. So I decided to buy more water and everything happened in the exact same order. I parked at the same spot, entered, bought a six pack, register two is free. Same girl working there. I even paid with the same amount of change coins. They didn't write this correctly. Bear with me. She. I even paid with same amount, which was spelled wrong, of change coins. All right. She looked at me with a bit of horror and confusion, but couldn't see me smiling under my mask. So you get the idea. They don't take it super seriously. But like, it's like those sort of scenarios where it's like, oh, it's kind of weird. It's like the same. It's like deja vu sort of thing. Yeah. Um, the other one is redacted, which is the same principle but you're not allowed to joke about it. They take it a hundred percent seriously. Uh, and it's hilarious. It is, it is people taking it way too, like way too seriously thinking like we're in the matrix. Things are going awry. Like nothing we see is real. <laughs> it is. I don't know. Those are my severance of the week. Find them incredibly entertaining. Do we have any questions this week or no? We did not. Uh, I was going to bring this up. Uh, uh, have you guys seen any of the stuff with Travis Scott? He's like a rapper or whatever. 
Oh yeah. About people dying or something. Yeah, there's a. He had like a Astro World, I think is what's called. It's basically a concert series in Houston, and uh, like people were like pushing up towards the stage. Eight people died, and a number of other people were injured. And uh, he's caught some flack for that because there's video of like people trying to get up on stage and tell like interrupt the show and be like, "Hey, we need you need to stop the show." Paramedics are trying to get in and help these people out. They're dying out here, and he wouldn't listen to him. There's a video specifically of him standing on like the front of the stage watching paramedics carry like I I don't know if the person's dead or not, but like they're lifeless, like they're just they're unconscious if they're not dead. And these paramedics are carrying this lifeless body out of the state, like out of the concert while he's just standing there performing. It's like people are literally dying in front of you and you're not stopping what's going on. So he's caught a ton of flack for that. He had like this half-assed apology where he didn't really apologize. Um, and so people are enraged about that and it's caused them to go back and bring up old videos of him. Uh, I'm currently in a feud with somebody on, uh, uh, Reddit and, uh, where they're like, I don't know why people are on his case. And so I posted, I, I responded to it by giving him a bunch, a bunch of links. I was like, here's a video where he's crowd surfing a kid like accidentally grabs his shoe you know because he's crowd surfing where people hold him up in the air somebody grabbed his shoe a little bit he freaks out on this teenager and tells the audience beat the shit out of him gang get him beat the shit out of him get him out of here it's like he's telling this mob of people to to attack a teenager uh there's another one where he's like one of the cameramen for the event is on the stage like behind him like a little ways off to the side and he has them like security throw that guy out even though it's his job to be there filming it. Um, there's another one where a guy's like climbing a scaffolding. He's like, I want you to jump off the top of the scaffolding. <laughs> it's like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? And so this person uh, immediately deleted their post and uh, like was giving me shit about it. So I'm in the process of like responding to them in like direct messages like, hey, what's going on? Just wanted to follow up. Here's all the links I, I wanted to offer you. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Travis Scott seems like a real piece of shit. I don't know anything about him other than like the videos I've seen of him being an asshole. Oh uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a Travis Scott fan, but I've always known he's been a he's been a known asshole for years. Hmm. Like even the other celebrities, like T Pain, came out with a story with how uh, he invited Travis Scott to the studio to like make music, yeah. and then Travis Scott fell asleep the entire session. It was just sleeping in the studio. And left T-Pain to, like, do everything himself. Yeah. Yeah, he's just a big... He's been a known asshole, though, as long as I remember. Yeah, no, like I said, I don't know anything about him. I don't really know... I, I don't even know if I've heard any of his songs, because I don't listen to radio, so I, I probably haven't heard any of his songs. Don't know anything about him. It's, like, personal life. I All I know about him is what I've seen in the last few days with people dying in his concerts and him seeming to not give a shit. Yeah. Uh, this is also brought to light. People have been posting a lot of videos of other people like Linkin Park, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. Um, trying to think of others. Where like they literally stopped their show like, hey, hey. like at the Linkin Park was one. They're like, some guy fell down in the crowd. They're like, hey, hey, oh, oh, help him up. Help him back up. Get him back up. What, what happens if someone falls down? And they have the crowd yell, pick him up. Like it's a whole thing. They get involved. It's like, that's that's the perfect way to do this. Like yeah. make sure everyone stays safe. Like Same Dave Grohl was. Logic. Go ahead. 
What's that? Uh, I've seen the one with Logic where there was <clears throat> like three or four different people, like all like they, I think they were passing out or they were like completely fucking clocked out. And he was like yelling at the crowd to like split so like the people could actually get out. And he yeah. was telling everyone to like shut up. It's like, is it is it hard to like do that for anything? Like to give a fuck about your audience? Like you're it's, it's on like the just stage. be a decent person. Like don't let people die at your concert. It seems like such a basic thing. If that ever happened to me, I'd be fucking I'd be traumatized from that. <laughs> I, I saw, I don't know if it was Travis Scott, I forgot the one was, where it's like, I was just at the Foo Fighters, so it's like a little kid with like autism. It's like, it's cool that Dave Grohl like helped him out of the, like they, he's like, oh, get him over here, get him on the edge of the stage so he has a better view or whatever. It's like, that's cool. At the same time, why are they taking their little autistic kid to a, a concert? It seems dangerous. Don't, yeah. Don't they I, have I don't issues know. with like sound? Something. There was, I, I, I'd have to look back in. I don't have the link soup, like available right in front of me. But like he had like all sorts of issues. And I I don't know. It it's just weird to me. It's like it seems like maybe take care of your kid. Like it seems like a bad idea. Like I on one hand it's like I get it. You want to let your kid go out and have like a normal life, right? Like, yeah, let him go to like concerts or whatever, let him have fun. But like let him stay safe. Like like why would you keep a small child like in like a tightly packed audience? It, I don't know. It seems risky. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird to me. Uh, COVID news. We, we covered this. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. Uh, one of my relatives, another one, passed away from COVID. This week, uh, three more family members got COVID. <laughs> Good thing uh, I don't live not in your direct, fucking area. Not directly related to me. It's uh, my girlfriend's brother's fiance's family. Uh, but uh, yeah, they all they all got COVID, and uh, I'm just like, wow. I can't believe not being vaccinated, not wearing masks, and constantly going out and hanging around other people with COVID that you would get COVID. Blows my mind. <laughs> Who would have thought that being around people with COVID might get you COVID? I don't know. But they got it. And I was like, man, all right, well. Another one bites it. I mean, they're not dead. They're, I think they're getting over it pretty quickly. But I was just like, another one gets it, you know. Jeez. So, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's, those are all the topics I had, really. Yeah, we covered the game. We did the subreddit of the week, the movie review. Anyone else have anything they wanted to bring up? We're over our hour-long recording period here. Um, so this oh. entire time from like oh, Kyle's got know, a 45 minutes on, I've been playing Fallout this whole time, right? I'm Fallout currently three. in the, was, yeah, the Red mm-hmm. Racer Factory. Okay. Uh, for the last 45 minutes, I think I am lost. I don't know how to fuck it out of here. I literally cannot find the exit to this fucking place. So I'm kind of <laughs> stressed. It's just a maze. I'm also playing with no sound. For some reason, when I have no sound. I cannot focus. Oh, I got a fucking circle. Completely unrelated to what you were saying. Not even relevant to anything we talked about on the show at any point in time. Possibly ever. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, I was, I was I'd, I'd stopped by his, his place the other day. I was, I was picking something up. He, uh, I stopped by, he's high out of his mind and, uh, uh I'm over there. I'm like, I'm just stopping to pick this up. He's like, yeah, man, whatever. Cool. 
and uh, he was watching Walking Dead. And I was like, man, crazy stuff, huh? He's like, yeah. I'm like, makes you wonder, man, like how long till it happens to us? He's like, what do you mean? I was like, you haven't heard? He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, the outbreak. He's like, what? I was like, dude, you're going to get fucking got, man. And he's like, don't say that, man. It's like, I know you're joking, but like, don't say that. And I was, he knows like I'm, I'm making it up. Just trying to freak him out because he's high. And uh, I was like, man, they're going to fucking get you. He's like, don't even say that, man. Don't even say that. And he's like getting a little more worried. I'm like, dude, like, especially with COVID, man, you know what happens if you get COVID? They're going to come. The government comes for you, man. He's like, dude, it's not funny. That's not funny. Like, they're going to come fucking get you, man. And who knows what's going to happen to you? <laughs> and he's like, you need to leave, man. <laughs> yeah. I'd fucking throw something at you if you did that shit to me. He's freaking the fuck out. Just getting them all worked up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, n- next time I let you borrow something, don't keep it for two and a half months. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. But yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, Deshaun, I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to talk about before we, we wrap up, plug everything. Uh, no, not really. Right, fair enough. I was trying to give people a, a platform. Kyle, usually the one that comes in at the end saying, let's not wrap up yet. I've got more to talk about. <laughs> Absolutely not the case. Uh, uh, Kyle, do you want to do a movie review? Anything cool you watched you want to review? Uh, I watched some Naruto movies. It's nothing really... All right. I was no, nothing to talk about. Cool. Anyway, did, no, here's the thing. I didn't watch them in order, so like I was sitting there. I'd watch Does that one. Really matter though. Yeah, because uh, there's like a timeline to it on what happens, and it's weird really? because yeah, because like, none of them are canon. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Like shit happens. Like in one movie, Jiraiya's dead. The next movie, Jiraiya's in the movie. It, it it's confusing to me. Uh, I see what you're saying. They they are they do take parts out of like the main series, but it's not what happens in the movie is not brought back to the main series. But what happens in the main series is brought to the movie. I get it. Okay, it, I take I take back what I said. I it's still not canon. So confused in my life watching those movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, good topic. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very anti. Just like <laughs> what's that? Uh, I'm very anti-weeb, so I don't watch any of this stuff. Ah, uh, I see. Fair enough. Kyle getting getting shit on here. That's you know, you're a weeb, apparently. That's fine. Yeah, you guys are like zombies. I, I don't know what to tell you. But I haven't seen them. I watch I'm, I'm in the clear. What's that? I watch a lot of anime, so. I You know, I just don't have time to watch anything. You watch a movie Other like every week, or like I do watch a movie a week. week. I watch, I, I do watch like one or <laughs> one or two movies every week. Uh, that's how my girlfriend and I spend time together. Um, yeah, I'm a fucking weeb. I sit here and I make fun of shitty movies. You know, what? <laughs> never mind. I'll move on. I was, I was gonna make a joke. I was like, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say this. No, make the uh, joke. Those are the best jokes. jokes. Come on. No, no, because Keep that same energy. I, I, Keep that same I was, energy. <laughs> I was given a hard time for for saying something on an episode where like people are going to listen to this and you're going to be liable. And I was like, I don't want to do that then. Uh, anyway, Sean, why don't you tell people where they can check you out? All uh, your content. Yeah. So uh, right now I'm in the process of uh, making a YouTube video about the past year for PlayStation. So you can find me on YouTube. It'll be uh, Deshaun. You go. 
Uh, follow me on Twitter at Deshaun Apollo. Uh, and you can find me on Twitch, Deshaun Apollo as well. Awesome. And links will be in the description. So you can just click on from down below. Take you right on over. Uh, as always, you can check us out. Deadjustproductions.live. Uh, it's got links to all of our stuff on there. Um, Deadjust Productions on YouTube. We've been uploading almost da- during the week. It's daily. On the weekends, it's kind of hit or miss because sometimes I'm home, sometimes I'm not. But uh, our Back for Blood series has been doing pretty darn good. Uh, it was doing really well. And then there's a dip where like nobody watched some of the videos. So I don't know what happened there. But uh, they're averaging like we're getting like between five and six thousand views a video. Mm. And then there's some of them where it's like 20 views for whatever reason. But then I put up the act one finale and it's at a little over a thousand views, which is cool. The Mario Party Superstars video, which is an hour and a half long. I just uploaded the full stream. It's got 25,000 views now. I'm fucking pumped. There's not a whole. There's not a whole. I, well, what I've been doing when I upload them, I go into. I literally do searches based on all sorts of different keywords, trying to see like how many results I get. There's not a huge amount of Mario Party Superstars content out there. Uh, and I don't know. I, I, I'm like I said, my whole thing is SEO. Uh, so when I was uploading that video, I was like, awesome. All right, let's go hard. I want to get this some, some views and it's working. So I'm I'm excited about that. So thank you everyone who's been checking out the, uh, the YouTube content. We've been getting a lot of views. We get a lot of likes, which is good. Helps us out. Um, so yeah, it's been going well over there. I'm going to get back to uploading those daily during the week here. And uh, yeah, I think in like two, we have like maybe two more weeks of Back for Blood videos, roughly. It's probably gonna be around like twenty or so episodes, twenty-five episodes. But appreciate everyone checking that out, and uh, thank you everyone for listening. We got uh, it's episode ninety-six, four episodes, still episode one hundred. That's sort of coming together now. Uh, I've got the guests half lined up, maybe waiting for some responses, uh, and then uh, yeah. We'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm excited for it. So thank you everyone for listening. Thank you to Sean for coming on. Appreciate it. I had a good time having you here. Yeah, thanks chat for having about, us. Chat about some games. Thank you everyone for listening. See you next time.